This is the sixth episode of the PhysioBG podcast, the Bulgarian podcast for physiotherapy. My name is Dimitri Christoff and I'm your host. Um, in this podcast, I have invited very interesting guests. In the first part of the podcast, we are talking in English with two very experienced short therapists. And in the second part of the podcast, I have the pleasure to uh, uh, talk with... Uh, to Bulgarians who are making huge efforts to develop the short therapy in my country. So, without any delay, let's uh, start with the podcast. So, thank you for being here and taking part in this conversation. My name is Dimitar. Uh, I'm really happy that you decided to, uh, to spend some of your free time and talk with me about the short methods and present it and to present this method in a easy and understandable way to the Bulgarian people. So can you please introduce yourself? Let's start with the ladies here. Uh, Sanya, can you tell us a little bit more about your background, who are you, what you do, where you're from? Mm-hmm. Yes, so my name is Sanya Schreiber um, and originally I come from Serbia. Um, Then after I finished my master's back in Serbia and after treating patients with scoliosis using SHROD, I decided to uh, do my PhD in Canada at the University of Alberta and conduct the randomized controlled trial on the effect of SHROD exercises uh, in patients with scoliosis. And that was in 2009. And I currently have my private practice where I treat patients with scoliosis, and I'm also an adjunct uh, professor at the U of A, uh, continuing doing research on scoliosis. Oh, very, very nice. Nicola, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, hello, everybody. My name is uh, Nikola Jevtic. Uh, I came from uh, Serbia. Uh, I uh, start with the short method from 2012 uh, and I started to treat scoliosis uh, patients from that uh, time. Uh, actually, I'm regional uh, short uh, instructor and uh, at the moment I'm also uh, adjunct professor in uh, kinesiolo- uh, kinesiology university in uh, Split, uh, Croatia. Very nice, very nice. So, Nicole, I understand that uh, you are also teaching the short method here in Bulgaria. Can you tell us a little bit more about the history of the short method, like a brief introduction? Yes, we start with the short education in Bulgaria from uh, last year. Uh, and we finished the uh, first education. This year we have a second one. Uh, actually, the short the short method uh, has a long tradition, and it was founded uh, in uh, 1921 by uh, Katarina Schrott in Mason in uh, eastern uh, part of uh, Germany. Uh, actually, uh, Katarina uh, Schrott had uh, scoliosis, small scoliosis, and she wasn't happy with uh, her treatment. Uh, in that uh, time. That's the reason why she started to survive her body uh, and first time she started to survive her body in front of the mirror and uh, uh, she saw that uh, her body uh, is um, 
her uh, her body shape is not symmetrical that is asymmetrical and the uh, inspiration for her was a balloon and she known that uh, when she put the air in balloon the balloon is spread uh, symmetrically but her body uh, during the inhalation uh, spread it uh, asymmetrically that was the first step when she started to change the the her body uh, body shape and we can say that is the first step for the uh, short method. She wasn't the physical therapist uh, and physician. She was a teacher in Swedish gymnastic and she had a big help from uh, her daughter Krista Lenner Schrott uh, who started, who improved and keep the quality of the uh, Schrott uh, method. And actually uh, Katarina Schrott and Krista Lenner Schrott, her daughter Krista Lenner Schrott established her uh, own uh, clinic uh, in 1983, uh, which named uh, Katarina uh, Schrott Clinic. And um, after Krista uh, 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 Lenner Schrott uh, retired, uh, the leader of the Schrott uh, method uh, is the uh, Axel Hennes. He, uh, at the moment, also he's the leader of the of the short method, and uh, he held the short education in Germany in uh, Asclepius Katarina Schrott Clinic. But we expand the the short uh, education in uh, other countries throughout the the world uh, through the ISST, uh, led by uh, uh, Axel Hennes also. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what what made you choose that method? Why why did you choose to study short? Uh, that's a very very interesting question because uh, I um, I started to treat uh, the the patients after my after I finished my university I started to treat the the children and patients with the scoliosis and kyphosis and uh, I wanted to uh, to search something uh, more effectively to to. Uh, to have better, uh, can say, better uh, results. And I uh, read some uh, article and search uh, for the, some new treatment and uh, method, and I found the short, short uh, method. Also, I actually have to say that um, uh, one of also my inspiration was the Sonia Schreiber, because she is the first uh, short therapist in uh, Balkan and in this uh, hour part of the, the, the Europe. Uh, she finished 2008, and I uh, read something about her and uh, had some uh, conversation with her before uh, I finished the, the shot. And thanks also to her, uh, my choose was the uh, the shot method. After I finished uh, the shot uh, method in, in Germany, uh, I, uh, I saw the effective uh, of this uh, method uh, during the actually during the treatment during the the exercise and i see that uh, i saw that uh, uh, i have very uh, i have better uh, results and i can see uh, some Im- improvement during the exercise that's the reason why i continue with this uh, uh, method and why i also uh, believe that that believe actually in this uh, method now. Uh, 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 so what are the basic principles, uh, basic short principles? Can you tell us more about that? 
Yeah, the the basic uh, principles of the shot is a 3D correction. We can say that the 3D correction actually facilitation of the correct facilitation of the correction uh, of the uh, asymmetric uh, trunk and uh, asymmetric uh, posture. Uh, also, uh, we include uh, 3D uh, breathing, and uh, shot is not just uh, exercise. That's the uh, the, we need from patients to change their routine and uh, uh, the active daily living is also uh, one of the short principles and that uh, patients uh, have, to change, have to change their uh, active daily living because if we, if we are doing the uh, therapy and the exercise in the right uh, way and uh, that after uh, after our exercise and after our treatment, uh, patients don't keep this posture in right position, we cannot get a uh, good uh, result. That's the reason why we have to change all uh, routine of the patients and uh, that, that patients has to follow our rules and uh, uh, that's uh, also the main aim or a main objective of the short uh, treatment is uh, to avoid surgery. Uh, that's the very important uh, for uh, for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand that. Whoa, that sounds very interesting. So uh, you you said that you're prescribing exercise, uh, exercises. Are these exercises uh, special? Like uh, are they uh, how to say? Specific short exercises, or you can use whatever gymnastic exercises you would like, by, and also adding some auto correction. In, in, uh, uh, I, I didn't hear you very well. Can you can you repeat, please? Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, my question is: uh, Are these exercises uh, special exercises, or uh, can you use any regular exercises and just add any auto correction? Uh, when, when you're performing the, the exercises? Uh, no, we, we use the specific exercise also mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also included the uh, autocorrection of, of the patient during the day and during the treatment also. Mm-hmm. So, can, so I, these can I add uh, yeah? something to this? Uh, yes, so fraud exercises are uh, considered to be physiotherapeutic scoliosis specific exercises that are geared towards individual characteristics of the patient. So when we treat patients uh, using SHROT method, first we uh, assess the uh, curve classification. So based on a specific curve classification and, and a specific clinical situation of a patient, we design an individual treatment for a patient. So This is uh, not like a regular physiotherapy that can be uh, done uh, at any physiotherapy clinic. Uh, A person really needs to be specially trained in SHROT method to be able to apply all the SHROT principles to a specific individual. Okay, so how often do you have to see a SHROT therapist then if you have an effective treatment? How how often do you have to, uh, to go to a therapist? Actually, we recommend that the, 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 the patient has to uh, do the exercise every day, uh, but uh, 
first uh, they have to teach the they have to learn this uh, exercise and uh, also our recommendation depends of the age and depends of the period for the patients who are in pre-puberty and puberty period our recommendation is to do the ex- exercise every day but for the patients who finished with the growing who finished with puberty our recommendation is uh, from three to four times per per week but uh, it's necessary that the, that patient has control that they are controlled by a uh, 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 short therapist yeah yeah that that sounds very good so is there any uh, is there any age that you should uh, like uh, which is the best age to start to start short exercises the we have to say that uh, we cannot say which the best age we have to uh, start immediately when we uh, see the problem uh, mm-hmm. when we see the problem we have to start immediately uh, the uh, we can say that is the lower uh, uh, border for the age is 10 years uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Uh, when we have a patient, when we have a child uh, who are uh, eight or uh, nine years old, we have to also start and to do some uh, some part of the uh, uh, to do the ex- actually the exercise. But uh, we have we can do exercise for all ages. For example, because we uh, when patients when people uh, finish with the Uh, puberty we also have to do and can do the uh, can implement the exercise uh, the uh-huh. short uh, short treatment uh, because uh, we can uh, make some changes also in uh, uh, with patients who finish with uh, puberty and who finish with growing but we have to uh, just expect the different uh, different results uh, more clinically than radiological in that time Uh, yeah, I understand. But uh, do you have any clinical trials or evidence that that can show the effect the effectiveness of the short method uh, in adults? I think that, that question is better for for Sanya. Sanya, please. Yeah. Please. Okay. Okay. So she will answer that question later. Okay. So the let's continue with the exercises. I have a very special question that is. Uh, Can scoliosis be treated effectively with manual therapy? Because here in my country there are certain therapies that are uh, claiming that they can uh, straighten the spine by just massaging it and uh, doing spinal manipulations and uh, uh, adjusting the sacroiliac joints and so on. What, What do you think about that? Yeah, th- there is no uh, scientific evidence that uh, scoliosis patients can be treated uh, effectively by uh, manual therapy alone. Uh, actually, we have we can include uh, some uh, massage, uh, some uh, treatment in short, uh, but uh, all uh, manual, all therapy or treatment we can uh, which can help us uh, to get uh, better results. We uh, also can uh, can include in our uh, treatment. That's that's that, that's the possible. Yeah, nice. So, Sanya, can you? Yeah, sorry. I just want to add to this question, if you don't mind, Dimitri. Uh, it is very difficult to talk about the effectiveness of manual therapy because no evidence currently exists uh, on a manual therapy uh, relating to the effectiveness for scoliosis. Yeah. Yeah, so just 
see that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's a very good answer to my question. So uh, can you continue with you? You can can you answer the the, the question I asked uh, Nicola? Do you have any scientific evidence for uh, the effectiveness of the short method in adults, not only in adolescents and children? So at the moment, uh, there are no studies that have been done on adults using short method. However, uh, uh, there is a trial that is uh, currently recruiting patients in the USA and is going to recruit uh, adults using short method. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we don't have the evidence, but some trials are underway. Uh, from my conversation with you before the before this podcast, uh, uh, I understand that you made a great presentation in uh, Dubrovnik. Can you tell us more about the presentation and the effectiveness of short method and the other uh, conservative methods for treating scoliosis? Right. Yeah. So uh, this year uh, uh, there was a sort organized um, conference, which was organized in Dubrovnik, um, and. Um, There I presented the current evidence of physiotherapeutic scoliosis-specific exercises, um, and I focused only on the evidence from methodologically stronger clinical trials, which means randomized controlled trials. There are numerous trials that are done but not randomized controlled trials, so they don't carry uh, so much strength when it comes to methodological rigor. Uh, And so when you talk about Uh, physiotherapeutic scoliosis-specific exercises, here first needs to be understood what this really is. So, SOSORF defines PSSC, or physiotherapeutic scoliosis-specific exercises, as exercises consisting of patient education. Can, can, I, can I interrupt you for a second? Can you please uh, uh, tell to our listeners what exactly SOSORF is before we continue with the presentation okay. and stuff? So SOSORT is the International Society on Scoliosis, Orthopedic and Rehabilitation Treatment. So it originates from Europe, but now we have members from all over the world. Uh, and this is a society that is concentrating on conservative treatments for scoliosis. That includes exercises, but also uh, bracing as well. And the objective of SOSORT is to uh, provide the current evidence uh, Uh, for for treatment of patients with scoliosis in using conservative treatments. And we have developed our, what we call, social guidelines and updating them every five years. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So these guidelines are basically the, the guidelines every physiotherapist have, have to read before start. Uh, well, that's definitely recommendation, not just for physiotherapists, but all the clinicians who are involved in treatment of patients with scoliosis. So that would be physiotherapists, orthotists, uh, any type of clinicians who are dealing mm-hmm. with patients, patient care. Yeah, that's, and that's very important to be... And the guidelines, I just want to uh, add here, that are uh, based on current evidence. So we conduct systematic reviews on, of literature on each subde- subject relevant to conservative care. Uh, and then based on that, we pull together uh, an evidence-based information and, uh, and then write new guidelines. So currently this year, we have published the newest guidelines that can be mm. found, found on our 
um, journal, scoliosis journal. Yeah, and actually they're open source, so anyone could read them. That's right, have, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to provide the link for this to, at the description of this podcast yeah. later on. You know, and also one thing, Dimitri, to mention is that uh, when a physiotherapist uh, takes the short course, we definitely want them to read the current social guidelines to get to to uh, to first understand what are the guidelines and uh, how they should treat patients with scoliosis before they they take the course. Yeah, that's very nice. Okay, so let's go back to Dubrovnik and, uh, so, and your yes. presentation. So um, I, I was talking about what are PSSE or physiotherapeutic scoliosis specific exercises. So as per sort, it is defined as pay, uh, that include exercises that include patient education, which means we educate the patient about how their scoliosis affects their posture. Then we implement the uh, autocorrection in all three planes of the body. We use, we stabilize the corrected posture, and then eventually we integrate uh, the, the 3D shroud principles into activities of daily living. So this is, as per the definition, what is PSSE or physiotherapeutic scoliosis-specific exercises. Now, uh, sort recognizes seven schools uh, as PSSE. Among them. Uh, there is DoubleMed, there is FITS, there is Global Posture Reeducation, there is Leon Method, there is Shrub Method, there is SAS and SideShift Method. So I uh, conducted a systematic review of literature to find out what are the effects of PSSC on any outcome uh, in scoliosis. And so based on that evidence, I found that since 2014, uh, the evidence has started to, the strong evidence has started to emerge. Before 2014, uh, we only had one randomized control trial on uh, exercises for scoliosis, but we don't even know whether these exercises were uh, PSSC. We just know that there was, that they used some asymmetric exercises but don't know exactly what was the method that was used. But in 2014, the first study, the first randomized control study was published, and it was on SAS uh, exercises. And then since then, multiple other studies were published, uh, including uh, Kuru, a Turkish study that used Schrock method. Um, in, in her study, she is also ISSST Schrock uh, trained, in her study, she was she had three groups. She was comparing the effect of SHROD in supervised and non-supervised group, and then also uh, in the group of non-treated patients. Um, and then there was also my study that I did as a part of my PhD. Uh, in this study, which was also randomized controlled trial, I, I had two groups where I compared the effect of short exercises added to standard of care, which was observation and bracing, and then compared that only to standard of care. Um, then there was another study uh, that um, looked uh, into brace versus SAS exercises. That was the most recent one, published in 2018, uh, conducted in Hong Kong. Um, and there was another study 
all these studies that I'm talking about right now are in adolescence with idiopathic scoliosis. And then most recently, Monticone published another study which was on adults using SAS exercises. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we, what uh, the results of these studies were very positive, and uh, and all of these studies found positive effects of PSSC. Uh, specifically, in my trial, uh, we found that trot exercises added to standard of care improved patient curves measured by Cobb angle, uh, quality of life, pain, um, uh, physical appearance, and and muscle endurance. Oh. So those are very good uh, effects uh, that, that that were shown uh, using trot exercises. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, another thing, and I, I think I mentioned that before, is that interest in shrub exercises is increasing. Uh, there are more and more therapists that are getting trained. Uh, more and more centers are, are opening uh, for shrub exercises, and surgeons are more readily prescribing shrub exercises to patients uh, with scoliosis. And also, maybe even more importantly, is that currently we have many ongoing trials um, in the world. So <clears throat> at the moment, we have two ongoing trials in the USA. Then we have one in Hong Kong. There is a multi-center trial in China that includes five uh, centers. And then in Canada, which is uh, an extension of my PhD and currently includes uh, two centers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it sounds like all the all the short therapists around the world are very busy right now. Uh, <laughs> very so, uh, <laughs> yeah. are there any weaknesses in these methods? Have you have you noticed any weaknesses during these clinical trials? I mean, uh, what what do we need to to study more to say that the the, the that the short method and the the specific exercise uh, physiotherapist Physiotherapy exercises are effective. Uh, I'm not sure. So, what do you mean? Like, you mean, are there any weaknesses in the trials, or are there any no, weaknesses in the method itself? In the method, oh. in the way it's taught, in the in the exercise itself. I, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how to formulate the question better to understand me. Uh, right. Like, when 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 you're uh, when there are meetings of so sort, we have evidence, but mm-hmm. we have uh, different uh, different topics on where we have only consensus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, it, it, where do you think short has to uh, to get better? Let's say it like that. Uh, so I tell you, I tell you what is my opinion, and this is kind of like um, goes back to future studies. So, in my opinion, uh, currently. The, the focus of future studies, and this is also about any type of treatment, is how can we avoid overtreatment and how can we uh, direct the treatment specifically to those who will benefit from the treatment. So what that means is that what we should focus uh, in the future is to determine which patients will benefit from the short treatment and which will not, so that we can avoid the over-treatment and only focus on those who are good responders. So if I'm putting that into perspective based on my trial, 
I think that the results of my trial, and then generally speaking, uh, you know, on physiotherapeutic trials as well, is that we are talking here only about statistical mean. That means uh, what is the average of the population. So what is the effect, what is the average effect of the entire population? So if we can uh, find out which patient's characteristics are needed so that that patient can benefit from the treatment, then we can focus only on those and apply this treatment only to those patients and then achieve even better results. So this is where I think that, you know, generally it's not about weakness of the treatment, and I don't want to discuss about weaknesses of the treatment per se because every treatment has their own uh, good and bad sides, and, 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 mm -hmm. and everything is going to be different in, in the eyes of different people. But I think what we need to find out is which patients are good responders uh, to the shroud treatment and any other treatment, and then focus on those, and so that we can prescribe this uh, more specifically. Well, those are very good points you, you just made. Uh, I have two more questions, and therefore both of you. The first one, I, I just thought about that while I was listening to you. Uh, the first question is, uh, how much time do you have to spend on doing these exercises a day? if you want to get the effect uh, of, the, of the, the, the maximum effect of the short method. Is there any any number or reps? Or, uh, if you don't mind, Nicola, I would like to answer this question. So for short, I just wanted to say that uh, that we, not, we are not just uh, concentrating on doing the exercises. We are emphasizing implementation and integration of the short principles into daily activities. So for us, it's about uh, teaching a patient uh, what is the autocorrection that is specific for that specific patient and then try to integrate that into regular daily activities. And then, of course, on top of that, we do short exercises, which usually don't last more than 30 minutes um, mm -hmm. at a time. What do you think, Nicola? Yeah. yeah, I think he, he said yes. <laughs> okay. So my second question is, uh, do you, can you participate in any sports while you're, uh, you're, while you're, uh, you're doing short exercises? Like, do you have to give up sports or uh, can, you, can you continue with, your, uh, with, the, with the things you like, like uh, doing swimming or uh, going to football or whatever? There was just a very, just at, at this uh, sort um, conference, this year, we had a very nice presentation uh, on uh, sports activities uh, in patients with scoliosis. And, and the conclusion is, no, uh, definitely encourage your patients to do sports activities and, and just let them do whatever they, uh, they feel good about doing and don't restrict any sports activity just because there is scoliosis. So any type of sport, we currently don't know if there are if, the, if any sport induces scoliosis. We know that there is higher prevalence of scoliosis in some sports, but we don't know if that particular sport induces scoliosis. So it's really important to encourage patients to continue doing, doing uh, their sports activity while doing short exercises. 
Okay, thank you very yes, much. Yes, if I can add something uh, regarding the sports, yeah, definitely we don't uh, know which uh, sport is uh, the, the best or uh, for uh, scoliosis patients, but definitely is recommended uh, the, the better uh, to use the ground sport, uh, the sp uh, because on the ground sport the patients can make strength, uh, strong, stronger uh, spinal muscles and to use the, the good position during the, these uh, sports. Would you mind giving a, an example? What do you mean by ground sports? Uh, for example, uh, athletics or uh, uh, volleyball, handball, that's all sports which is on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Yeah, because well, here in Bulgaria, when uh, doctors, do, a doctor measures scoliosis, he, he would immediately recommend swimming. Oh. What do you, yeah. yeah. What do you think about swimming? In, in, uh, in terms of evidence of uh, swimming on scoliosis, actually there is a higher prevalence of uh, scoliosis in, in, in uh, uh, swimmers. Uh, it, it is, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I know that this is a trend that uh, uh, medical doctors would recommend swimming, but uh, this is definitely not scientifically based. Mm -hmm. So we could say this is a myth. A myth. Yes. It's, yeah. Well, we just debunked it then. Okay. Thank you for uh, uh, talking talking with me about scoliosis, and I hope that. Uh, you participate in another podcast. Maybe talk, maybe we can talk a little bit more about short in more details, be more specific. It was a real pleasure to, uh, for me to have this conversation with you. Thank you, really. thank you very much. Thank you, Dimitri. Thank you, thank you very much too. Okay, take care. Продължаваме нашия, втората част от нашия разговор, този, този път на български, където чувствам доста по-комфортно. Ще си говорим с Веси, с Влади за дейността на Сдружение в Колиоза, за курса, който те внедрят в България, за курса по Шрот. И за това как се опитват да внедрят нещо много и хубаво, за да помогнат на българските деца и възрастни, които имат Колиоза. Така, Веси, можеш ли да кажеш няколко думи за себе си, кратка биография с няколко изречения? Здравейте, казвам се Весела Томова и по-настоящем съм председател на Сдружение Сколиоза, което създадохме в съобществено полезна дейност. Всъщност, Сдружението към настоящия момент е координатор на Местния институт по Шрот и администрира и организира всички мероприятия по тегидата на, на института. А, това са най-общо Шрот лагерите за деца с колиоза и кифоза и курсовете, които започнахме, стартирахме от миналата година. Иначе до сега съм се занимавала с пиар, с маркетинг, съвсем в друга сфера. Случайно попаднах тук в тази дейност. Много съм щастлива, че благодарение на това мога, чувствам се полезна и така приемаме нещата като една добра мисия и ни кара да се чувстваме пълноценни и полезни. 
Много яко. Влади, давайте, приятели. Нека чуем малко повече за теб. Здравейте всички. Аз съм Владимир Станев и съм физиотерапевт в Елбон, София. Отскоро съм и шотерапевт, също като Димитър съм завършил скоро с. Нали, не бих казал, че още имам толкова опит, но при първа предстои да навлизам по-дълбоко в тези години. И така, доста а, ми е интересно да се занимавам с това нали, ново начинание. Иначе в областта на физиотерапията имам над 10 години опит там по различни нали, и болници, такива санаториуми. И така. Супер. Веси, разкажи малко повече за дейността на задължение сполиоза в България. Ами, задължение сполиоза е сравнително младо сдружение. То възникна във времето като, като едно продължение на нещо, което ние стартирахме преди повече от 3 години. А, заедно с Никола Ефтич, един от лицензираните шрот инструктори и терапевти от Немския институт, започнахме преди време а, да организираме лагери за деца с колиоза. А, с днешна дата имаме над 200 деца из цялата страна. Пациенти, които редовно идват, посещават нашите лагери. А, във времето създадох Никола всъщност, аз, съм, аз изпълнявам просто административна и координаторска дейност, дори не съм а, сред а, колегите ви в гилдията, аз имам економическо образование. А, започнахме да имаме твърде много последователи, започнахме да правиме лагери почти през месец. Те и с днешна дата са пълни няколко месеца напред и така и възникна идеята да а, разгърнеме дейността и да започнем да, да правиме и курсове по шрот в България. Като основната цел на, на, това, на тази дейност е да създадем мрежа от специализи, специализирани и лицензирани терапевти, които да, да могат да поемат всички нуждаещи се из цялата страна деца. А в тази връзка статистиката никак не, не е добра. По неофициални данни около 4% от децата в подрастваща възраст имат някаква форма на дегравначно изкривяване. А, децата, с които работи екипа, са многобройни и и с перспектива идеята беше да създадеме наистина да популяризираме шрота, да, да го направим достъпен и реално да тези деца да, да имат възможност да се лекуват на, на местата, на, на които на тях има удобно, там по местожителство и, и така най-общо. Както се казва, много яко. Много яко ами, начинание. Да. Яко е и добре върви. Добре, и сви бъдещите планове за развитие на шоу в България. Правите курсове. Разкажи малко повече за курси, след това да си поговорим за тези планове. Какво точно представлява курса, който организира? 
Ами, сега ни предстои втория курс, който провеждаме. Курсовете на този етап са международни, защото извоювахме си така правото да, да бъдем център на, на тези курсове за целия регион, тъй като има голям интерес от, и от съседните страни. На този етап България е сред малкото страни в Европа, в които се провеждат курсовете по шрот от потегидата на Немския институт. Курс, който ни предстои, ще, ще бъде юни месец, ще започне на 20 юни. Той е разделен на два модула, на два модула по 5 дни, като има изискуемо пространство от време между двата модула, между 3 и 6 месеца, в, които, в което време курсистите трябва да придобият малко практически опит, да, да проследят няколко клинични свои лични случаи. В това време те трябва да се подготвят за практическата част. Първия модул е повече теоретичен, Втория модул е повече практически. А между, в промеждутъка между двата модула а, участващите в курса имат възможност и препоръчително е за тях. Ние лично много се радваме да ги посрещаме на нашите лагери, а, които провеждаме почти през месец а, с децата. Където всъщност, които се водят от Никола, разбира се, там те могат да придобият повече практически опит. Много е интересно за тях, според мене. И така, курс, курсовете към, на този етап са на английски, защото, както ви казах, голяма част от участниците идват от съседните страни. Живот и здраве, може би до година ще си извоюваме и може да се естествено при интерес от страна на, на гилдията. А можем да направим един курс, който да е само за български терапевти, който да е с превод. Но най-общо така целта е да популяризираме шрота и да го направим достъпен. Посредством и тези курсове. Разбира се, а, сега а, малко след Велик ден а, приключи първия курс а, и излъчихме първата генерация лицензирани шрот-терапевти. Имаме вече 6 имена, които активно работят и които с голямо желание се развиват в тази насока и дисциплина. Те са публикувани в сайта на, на института, техните контакти и имена. Общо взето това е сертификатът, който придобиват, той е международен, дава им право да практикуват навсякъде по света. ISST е платформата, която, под която се, се сертифицират изкаралите курса тук в България. Okay. Значи много, много възможности за всеки, който реши да изкара този курс. Да. Има, има, както се казва, има търсене, няма нужда да ходиш чужбина и живот и здраве, ако нещата върват, върват така, може би, може би шрот няма да. Терапевтите, които ще практикуват шрот в България, няма да са по-отпушени, ще станат честото. Кой знае? 
благодаря Ами, ако нямаме нещо друго да добавим, предлагам да добавя за относно това, че е куса на английски. Искам само да кажа, че английски на някакво супер високо ниво е доста разбираем. Мисля, моят английски не е много добър. Но всичко ми беше нали, доста перфектно ясно и нещо така. Не е момент, в който да се нещо зачуде или объркам там. Така че ако някой така се притеснява, нали, че английски не е перфектен, да не, се, да не го мислиш, че се прави. Защото между другото, голяма част е терминология, която е почти същата и на български. В смисъл, такива разни термини, свързани с физиотерапия, такива неща, те се разбираеми на двата езика. Добре, така че не е нещо страшно. Добре, ами, благодаря ви и се надявам да направим още един подкаст. Заедно ще е чудесно, трябва да изпислим по-добре тема, но живот и здраве това ще го оставим за бъдеще. Добре, много благодаря и аз за отделеното време.